Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a journey back to the mysterious land known as FetLife. Now, of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, FetLife stands for Fetish Life, and it is a forum where people and large amounts of people get together to talk about what gets them off, their kinks, their fantasies, their wishes, and so on. And that is what we'll be reading today. But before we get to that, as always, I want to thank everyone who is supporting the podcast on Patreon, and not just those people, but also people who share the podcast with their friends and people who write the reviews All of these things are so important to spreading the word about this ridiculous podcast. And I super appreciate every single one of you who do it. And if you haven't done it, I'd like to appreciate you as well. So please, if you have the time, consider writing a review of the podcast. As always, donating on Patreon is a up to you kind of deal. If you're interested, go to patreon.com slash reads. It's pretty self-explanatory. And thanks for everyone who's been asking for magnets. I still haven't gotten my latest batch of magnets. I'm officially out, but I have another 50 magnets in the mail. So, and I have about five or six backup requests. So by the time I publish this, I'll have new magnets out and you can now reach out and ask for one. So don't delay, ask for one. Now, if you made a request and I never sent you a magnet, Please send me an email at loureads at gmail.com and I will rectify this grave error on my part. All right. So without any further ado, let's get into FetLife.com. Although it may seem like it was just yesterday, the last time I read from FetLife was in 2014. And before that, it was in 2011. So every three or four years, I get the idea to go back to FetLife. But it seems like three if you do math. So I was due, don't you think? Okay. (laughs) So let's get into the forums of FetLife.com. Now, of course, as I mentioned, FetLife is a very open and welcoming forum for people who have fetishes. If you have a fetish that you have mailed fine people who are also into it, FetLife is a good place to go, as all these people have found. So the first subgroup that we will explore very briefly is the Cunt Ruination Subforum. It has 1,060 members. And the first thing we'll read is from user member Clitty81, who writes in a thread she entitled, Ruining a Cunt. And it goes like this. I see all different things talked about ruined pussy, but when I think of a ruined cunt, I think of my own fantasy. I think it should literally be ruined, totally deformed, mangled, looks nothing like a pussy at all. It shouldn't give her any good feelings at all. Basically, put a firecracker in it, light it, watch it explode. That's what I think of when I think of ruining my cunt. Maybe I'm crazy. Nuts a sick freak, maybe I am, but I have my reasons. And Cavalsera writes, Okay, nice that you have a personal definition. Good luck with getting the look you want. And Clitty81 writes, I didn't mean to offend anyone. And Rough Nasty adds, Didn't offend me. If this is what you seek, that's great. And I hope you find it. Smiley face emoticon. Have a great ruined cunt holiday. Hope you are going to share photos of ruination as you progress. And Consent Teardrop writes, A pic of this level of ruin would be nice. For science and dark dash sadist ads at clitty 81 I would do the firecracker up your cunt. Really? And I share ads. Sounds like something I'd be willing to help with. 
And Knight's Sparrow writes, It's a good-slash-bad fantasy that probably should stay a fantasy. Some fantasies are better that way. What will you have with this fantasy come true is a dead cunt. Ruined for sure, and never to be used or ruined again unless you're into necrophilia fucking or behind prison bars. But the visuals would be something else. Gory for sure, and no doubt unrecognizable. Thanks for the share. And Easy Jim 60 adds, A firecracker sounds awesome. Would love to see photos or a video of you ruining your pussy. Had a friend of mine told me how a friend of his ruined her pussy. She did it on a pool table and she was on it, but naked with legs spread wide. Everyone used pool balls and took aim at her pussy. It took a few hours, but she did ruin her pussy. And Busty Sub For Use writes, You're not alone on this. I often fantasize about being raped, in which it ends with one of the guys permanently quote-unquote ruining me in some way or another. Like others have said, though, this is primarily just a fantasy. And NJ Polly Guy writes, I wonder if there's a way to start gradually. I mean, it would suck to go the firecracker route and find out that's not what you wanted. Maybe you could start with really hot water, either on your labia or up inside as a douche. First degree burns should certainly be painful in either case, but would eventually heal. So maybe it would give you the sensation, brackets, or lack thereof, that you're looking for? Without the whole quote-unquote jumping off the bridge experience. I'm an engineer and... I'm an engineer and a service top too, so I like to come up with creative ways to help people fulfill their fantasies. Hugs, NJ Polly guy. And Queen of Spades 39 writes, At Clitty81, I totally agree with you. You and I are on the same page about ruined cunts. And Out There Girl writes, I'm with At Night Sparrow on this one. I do want to be massively stretched, and I'd like to have a permanent large gape, but I think I'd be too worried about the damage to go through with this idea. Not only to my pussy, but also to the rest of my insides in that area. And Sun Spider writes, I like the idea of this fantasy myself. Though I tend towards more treating my holes like... though i tend towards more treating my holes more like trash cans stuffed and stretched full and redneck doll baby finishes the thread by saying i agree with your definition of tinned and i am looking for someone to ruin mine as well and we'll go from there to a new group entitled tit ruination and (laughs) and the thread was started by user bite her nipple off in a thread she started entitled I want my tits destroyed. And it goes like this. 36D. I want to see if someone can either burst my tide tit, boil it in water, or cut it open. Looking for volunteers. And playful rights. Write me. And tit hang ads. I would gladly test your limits. If you were in Australia. Sad emoticon. And pussy licka writes. This sounds great. I'm game to try to break those bazongas. And bite her nipple off writes. Mmm, how would you try? 36D can pop it any way you want. And Tit Hang replies, I would start with trying to suspend you by them. Then while all your weight is hanging from them, I would add some big wood clamps and then start experimenting with different objects to slap and hit them with. I am a tradesman, so I have a selection of tools to pick from. Starting with my hands, try some zip ties, a steel rule, a hammer, maybe even some nails. I think the power tools could be a bit too brutal, but I guess we'd see how you were traveling. Smiling emoticon. Using an actual blade would be too easy. So maybe using the sharp point of a hypodermic needle to score some lines? How does that sound to you? And Pyromagnon writes, I believe I could do a number on those. Message me. 
And Cigar Guy 1981 writes, I'd quite happily watch them burn watching your nipples char and seeing if they pop in the heat. And Patrizia Vianello writes, My tits is ready for same treatment. And TSCIS5 writes, Two rolling pins at the base, handles clamped as tight together as possible, ropes added and lifted by tits being rolled out. And DMD Donges 68 writes, Had a friend that did it to his wife, and she died from it, and he is doing time for it for life, and he was 35 at the time, and wife was 26. And Master Sub 4472 writes, Wonder if she got her wish. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the FetLife.com subgroups in a group entitled Facial Destruction. And we'll read from a thread in the Facial Destruction group started by NorCal Sicilian in a thread they started entitled Submissive Girls Who Orgasm Being Face Fucked. And it goes like this. I have met a couple of girls that got off having their mouth used as a pussy. When I was 22, I met a girl through a friend that liked guys with long hair. Brackets, it was the late 80s. She was hot, but I had drank too much and was having a hard time getting hard. Brackets, drunk dick. So I made her suck me. She never had sucked any guy before and told me so, so I told her to pretend her mouth was a pussy, and I used her mouth that way. I didn't deep throat her that night, but she did orgasm twice really hard. For the next five years, we would hook up and I would face fuck her, making her orgasm. It was so hot. Over the years, I have met a few others. The latest was a 19-year-old girl I met at Munch. I stripped her naked while she stood, forced her to kneel while I held a fistful of her hair, made her straddle my leg and hump it until she orgasmed, then I unzipped my pants, fed her my cock, and told her pretend I was fucking her pussy. She orgasmed over and over. Any girls like that here? Anyone have experiences like this? And Zippity Doodah replies, I recently visited a friend in the Philippines whose maid is ultra submissive. He told me she would squirt if he fucked her mouth. I didn't believe him. So with his endorsement, I pushed her to her knees in front of me and grabbed a couple of handfuls of hair and started fucking her mouth hard. Within five seconds, brackets, not kidding, she was coming and the floor was absolutely covered in her juices. It was insane. Insane. And Cherry Red writes, Yep, I can say for certain that this is true. I love being used that way. For me, as a masochist and a submissive, it's knowing that the Dom is getting off on making me suffer for his gratification. That's what gets me off. Not face-fucking per se. And Slave of Dave finishes the thread by adding, since I've become my master's slave, the only time I've ever been allowed to come is when he's face-fucking me hard, so it's definitely possible for me. Unfortunately, my master hasn't let me come in an awful long time. And we'll go from that group to a new group in the FetLife.com forums entitled Self-Destruction. And we'll read a thread written by Kazmierz entitled, What's the Worst You've Done to Yourself? And it goes like this. I sometimes carve arabesques into myself with a utility knife. On occasion, I'll whip my back with a length of nylon rope. I'll push my body through exercise so that I'm too sore to stand or move. Whenever I bruise myself, either accidentally or on purpose, I poke the bruise in some kind of twisted joy, and I've done far, far worse. To me, there is nothing sexual about wanting to destroy myself, more of a gratification of being able to withstand tortures that I know are made only for me to endure. And Sistina writes... Casimirez, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I don't consider any of this to be destructive per se. Every scar is a place that is now stronger than it used to be. Every bruise becomes a place that hurts less the next time it's hit. I saw a quote on a profile either here or another place like this and said, quote unquote, those suffer least that choose to suffer or something like that. And I think it's true. Sis and XS writes, you name it. 
fire, beatings, cuttings, markings. I just didn't care. For me, though, I tried to kill myself with booze. Sadly, I was not successful as my tolerance was just too high. That doesn't mean I didn't try. I did. My personal ethos would not allow me to off myself in the conventional means, as I had responsibilities, brackets, family, children, etc. I wanted to, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I thought if I did it this way, it would be easier on everyone. Alas, my liver is far too strong for me to overcome in a sitting or two. And as time went by, I found reasons not to do it. I found a community, an acceptance, even a little love here and there. But again, I completely grasp and understand this group and its importance and will happily be a member as long as you will have me. And Dave Tozar Us writes, Started smoking. That was extremely self-destructive. I'm just starting to see how it's going to affect me now and in the future. I quit, brackets hopefully, for the final time four weeks ago. Unfortunately, it became intertwined with some of my other kink. So along with the cigarettes and other smoking paraphernalia, the erotic items had to go. I regret having started eight years ago. I have a feeling I'll regret it for the rest of my life now. But on a positive note, I'm breathing much better. And Whisper writes, I'm a cutter. Never deep, just the kind of light little cuts that burn like a bitch and leave thin little welts for hours slash days after. I don't scar. I have to hide my behaviors from psychiatrists and family sometimes, so I stay within the bounds of pain without lasting damage. It is always about expressing anger at myself or others. And Cecina returns to reply, oh, and BTW, the worst thing I've ever done to myself? was fall in love. And XS finishes the thread by saying, yeah, that can hurt too. And we'll move away from the destruction threads and go from there to a group entitled Piss Whores. And we'll read a thread started by Oregon Fetish entitled, what celebrity would you most like to receive a golden shower from? Last night, my husband and I discussed who we would most like to receive a golden shower from, brackets, because we like to discuss things like this. I said George Clooney because he is older and distinguished and sexy as fuck. Love the thought of him standing over me and hosing me down. <laughs> my husband said Selena Gomez because she is younger and innocent looking and as sexy as fuck. He would love to watch her tight little ass squat over him. Who would you choose? And Funsight replies, Charlize Theron. Powerful, in control, and hot. And Master Slave 1985 writes, Emma Watson, I just imagine her harsh look. And Slanta 53 writes, I would swallow every delicious drop of Scarlett Johansson's golden nectar. And Sweet Jamie writes, Miley Cyrus, she looks like she would be into it and can be very kinky and nasty. I drink every drop too. And Sissy Michelle for you writes, I would love to receive a golden shower from Kaylee Cuoco of Big Bang Theory, of course. And if she was up to it, a brown shower as well. And Open Mouth Policy writes, Hmm, so many choices. But I'd have to say, after you gave me one and had me drink some, my top three would be, in no particular order, Jessica Biel, brackets hot slash sexy, downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> Brackets, sexy and the accent, yum, from the 80s MTV, three, Scarlett fucking Johansson. And open mouth policy ads again. Late edition, and this one would be my absolute fave of my previously mentioned Kate Beckinsale. I'd drink from her first, then between all the others, and then again after. LOL. And Oregon Fetish replies, I love all of my perverted friends. Smiling emoticon. Ryan Gosling can pee on me and his sister pees on you, teeny weeny. I would take a shower from the Kardashian girls. Something tells me they would enjoy it. And Pervy Prince replies, at Oregon Fetish, oh yeah, they're skanky as fuck, all of them. But hey, I ain't complaining. Total sleaze and eager to please. That's how I like my women. 
And Ohim again replies, Nicki Minaj is a good choice. And Gwen Stefani. And Teeny Weeny One replies, either of the Tilly sisters, Jennifer or Meg, or in a perfect world, both of them at once. 11 exclamation points. And your wish too writes, definitely Kylie Minogue. I would sip down every drop and be in heaven. And 13 Wednesday 13 replies, Malcolm McDowell, brackets, and don't anyone dare fucking judge me, LOL. Gary Oldman, Helena Bonham Carter. And Shade of Baphomet writes, Jessica Alba, Dwayne Johnson, Avery Brooks, brackets, Spencer for higher days. Belladonna, brackets, hey, watched her pee often enough, would be rude to never have thought about it, brackets, and so sub would just add to the wrongness. Alyssa Milano, Rose McGowan, Shakira. And Teller of Tales replies, Fantasy One, Lara Croft. Mmm, I could just see her standing above me, bent over with her hands on her hips, pissing as I tongue fuck her hot asshole. And Gloria Hole writes, Not just piss, but a whole scene while blindfolded and bound. Christopher Walken. God, I love that man's voice. To be blindfolded and bound and have threats whispered in my ear. To be yelled at, Drink it, you filthy cunt! By that voice, Jesus. And Dom Adventures writes, I'd love to give a golden shower to any beautiful uppity starlet. The prettier and more full of themselves, the better. So any of the Kardashians, J-Lo, Gwyneth Paltrow, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Scarlett Johansson, I'd gladly give any of them golden showers. And Mischief Managed 4 writes, Alexandra Daddario, Julian Ho, and then finishes the thread by adding again, forgot to add Megan Ori. And I didn't know who that was, but apparently she is on the show once upon a time. And we'll go from that thread to another thread once again in the Piss Whores group, started by a wannabe whore entitled Drinking Your Own. And it goes like this. How many of you drink your own piss? When I'm watching TV at night, I find myself filling an empty beer bottle instead of getting up. Then I sip on my piss for the rest of the night. And Subhuman NYC replies, yes, it does, but it doesn't give the same satisfaction as drinking a real man's piss does. Unless, of course, he orders it to drink its own for his entertainment. And Nicole CD1995 writes, I drink mine and love to come in my own mouth. And Wasabi Ice Cream adds, I don't drink piss for the sake of drinking piss. I do it because my daddy tells me to. It turns us both on. For me personally, mostly because of the power exchange aspect. And Mustang780 writes, I pee while I'm in the shower. Sometimes I'll pee into my hand and have a drink. I've compared taste based on time of day and what I've had to eat. And Grumpyster writes, Just had a huge glass of my own and drank my wife's early straight from the source. Yum! And Shimmer and Shine adds, I like to pee in my own mouth and drink it. I do it daily. I do enjoy drinking my man's pee better. But I'm just a piss whore anyway. LOL, I'll take what I can get. And Daddy Bear Loves CDs writes, At Shimmer and Shine, damn girl, how about I stop by with some beers? I guess I'm a piss whore too. And Shimmer and Shine replies, At Daddy Bear Loves CDs, LOL, yeah, drinking beers always makes a piss whore happy. Plenty of piss to drink. And Gloria Hole replies, I drink piss from the tap. It's all about submission. If I'm serving it up, I might make them drink from a cup to deny them the pleasure of the tap. Not usually, but if I don't really like you, it's more fun to make you drink it from a cup. And Night 72 adds, As soon as I get home, I'm going to... 
As soon as I get home, I'm going to drink a huge iced tea goblet full of my piss. And MNLMD writes, I do to stay in practice so I don't hesitate when I let myself be dominated. Plus, it's a kinky, degrading feeling. And Cat Dubholic writes, If I'm drinking alone, I may then pee in the beer bottle or cider bottle, then keep drinking. The bottles don't even have to be finished. And Dirty Whore writes, I like drinking piss straight from his cock. Will drink my own if told to. And Squat finishes the thread by adding, Only when my owner demands it. And she does so quite often. For me, it is a very disgusting tasting liquid. But she does enjoy having the power to make me urinate in my dog dish and then get down on all fours and lap it out like a dog. It is so degrading. And her laughter and taunting makes it all even so much more shameful. It makes me feel like such a contemptuous, disgusting, vile pig. And of course... That is exactly the kind of reaction she is after. And we'll go from that group to a new group entitled Belly Punching. And in the Belly Punching group, we'll be reading from a thread started by Yoga Pancake entitled Favorite Place in Belly to Punch. And it goes like this. Personally, I like punching girls in the solar plexus. Brackets, 90% of my punches are directed there. While maybe the other 10% is mid-stomach. I like seeing my play partner breathless rather than having an quote-unquote aching pain from a belly button punch. How about you guys? And everyone fucks ads. I wouldn't know. Never met a girl who enjoys belly punching, ever. If I got the chance, I'd probably enjoy right above the belly button. And suck my belly ads. Bread basket. Folds her over and makes her breathless, but quicker recovery. I go solar plexus when I want to give a final shot knowing she'll be rolling around in agony. And green-eyed dude writes, I agree. Solar plexus tends to be a final shot because most girls won't want punched again after they regain their breath. But it's probably my favorite because it gets the best reaction. I usually punch above the belly button because it's still a good pain, but it lets you play longer. And Sock My Belly clarifies, Then again, your girl's belly is one big, beautiful, and soft weak spot. And Yoga Pancake replies, Actually, weirdly enough, enough of the girls I've been with can handle solar plexus punches, but not really belly button punches. At everyone fucks. Actually, all my play partners, except for maybe two or three, were completely vanilla. They all liked it. You just have to work your way into it. Brackets, I i.e. start off with neck bites, spanking, then work your way to belly punching, but mix it in with tit slapping or something at first. And Sock My Belly replies, Another wild card. Girl has a little pooch on a thin or athletic frame. Sock her in that spot when she is relaxed and not expecting it. And Tender Angel finishes the thread by writing, A punch on the belly button is the best way to make me fall on my knees in agony. And we'll... <laughs> And we'll go from that group to a new group in the FetLife groups entitled Disgusting Food Humiliation Slash Degradation Fetish. And we'll read a post from a member known as Torture Mutt, who wrote in a thread entitled Feeding a Sissy Dog Food. <laughs> And it goes like this. Whenever I broke any of the rules set by my goddess owner, I was ordered to eat dry dog food. And due to a recent breaking of rules, my goddess has decided that dog food will now become a staple of my diet. In the near future, I will likely be consuming up to six cups of dry dog food on a daily basis. And whenever goddess is present, she will add her piss to the food as well. I am wondering if anyone out there has been forced to endure such a demeaning diet. Forcing down three quarters cup of dog food is difficult. And the thought of having to consume two cups 
cups three times a day is just beyond belief. The taste and smell of the dog food is unpleasant, and I can't even imagine how gross it will be when piss is added to it. I have found an all-natural high-protein dry dog food that will hopefully be safe for me to consume and have been ordered to purchase it by my goddess. This sissy would appreciate any comments or suggestions. And Alex G. Arthur writes, I'd say you have a very kind goddess owner. Be lucky it's dry dog food. I'd mix half a can of Alpa with it and forget pissing on it. The piss would go in a water bowl. Oh yes, during the day I'd give you a few milk bones to gnaw on to help clean your teeth. Hint, hint, goddess owner. And Alex G. Arthur replies again, I hope your goddess owner punishes you for questioning her authority. As a sissy and her property, I think it's out of place for you to go public with that order, unless it was to tell us that you had followed her orders to the letter. And if you want something really disgusting, ask her to forget the canned dog food and get several cans of cat food instead. But I'd still have you chew a milk bone between meals. One day, a disobedient slave in my cage for insubordination complained when I placed a bowl of dinty more beef stew right out of the can in there for his lunch. Instead of saying, quote unquote, thank you, sir. As a proper slave should, he had the balls to reprimand me because I hadn't heated it. I took the stew, placed it in a larger bowl, pissed in it, and then put it in the microwave and gave it back to him. The bastard burned his fucking mouth trying to wolf it down. Result, no further complaints. Are you reading this, goddess owner? God, I hope so. And Torture Mutt replies, I am sure soft dog food like Alpo will very likely be added to my diet and mixed in with the dry food to make it more vile. I can see the water dish being filled with piss, and I'm quite sure that it's on goddess agenda. Goddess just loves to make my life more and more demeaning and pathetic, and I'm sure dog bones will become a preferred treat. Thanks for taking the time to comment and your suggestions. And Alex G. Arthur replies again, I was a no-nonsense master. And when a slave deliberately fucks up to pull a fast one, I devise extreme punishments. Here's what happened and why he was caged for 24 hours, brackets with a few toilet breaks. I was living in San Diego with my 24-7 slave and was, <laughs> and was training the other bastard. One Thursday afternoon, he asked permission to attend a birthday party in Palm Springs. I granted permission and he left on a Friday morning. On Saturday, a fellow master phoned me and asked, quote, unquote, did you give your trainee permission to attend an S&M play party? Quote, unquote, that slaves at a birthday party, I said. Quote, unquote, no, it isn't. It's here in the living in leather convention servicing any master can get its mouth on. I was livid, but told my buddy to say nothing about his calling me. When the trainee got home, I asked, quote, unquote, how was the living in leather convention? And into the cage he went. Think that was all? Fuck no. As my captive, this asshole got a tirade for me, a five-hour lecture on the sin of insubordination. Too bad there were no fucking machines in 1998, as he'd have been hooked up to one to make cage time even worse. I don't get mad, I get even. And Torture Mutt replies, I don't know why you say I'm being disobedient and questioning my goddess as I am trying to come to grips with the gross results of breaking your rules. I guess I initially was disobedient, which has led me to eating dog food, but I never meant her any disrespect by writing this conversation. Like you, my goddess gets even and is getting more and more creative and cruel in her orders and punishment. And Alex G. Arthur replies again, I say this because unless your goddess owner told you to post about being made to eat dog food and you are obeying orders, you are sharing things here that are none of our business. And if she did tell you to post, then you should have stated that fact at the start of the first post. Sounds to me like you're talking behind her back. Something I want no part in. She gave you an order and it should be obeyed without question. That's why I address these comments to her, not you. And she should be the one to tell us what she had you do and why. In my book, a master's word is law. And in your case, that honor goes to your goddess. 
this. And Alex G. Arthur continues, the key words to all this are you state, quote unquote, breaking her rules. Why? That's insubordination in my book and calls for punishment. Again, I say the act of disobedience is none of our business and going public with it casts a bad light on the goddess. You are publicly stating that you fucked up, gloating about it and turning to us for sympathy. Instead, you should be begging your goddess to buy the biggest box of dog food and proudly eat it before her instead of whining to us. Now I hope she ready these posts and punishes. And the last thing I'm going to say is if this threat is a game, count me out. I have better things to do with my Sunday afternoon than responding to a sniling slave. Beg her forgiveness. This slave has me so angry that I'm making typos. Corrections are gloating about it and hope she reads this post. Did I miss any others? Then Alex G. Arthur replies again. Looks like the dog food punishment was a game. Goddess owner indeed. Again, I wasted time on a game player. Well, live and learn. And Torture Mutt replies, Just for your information, I never gloated about breaking my goddess's rules and was simply inquiring if any other slaves had been fed dog food as a punishment. I am now eating half a cup of high-protein natural dog food for both lunch and dinner, and believe me, it is no joke of game, but a reality of my life as a sissy whore. Goddess plans on gradually increasing the amount of dog food I eat until I am eating two cups at each meal. I really care less about how you feel. As far as I'm concerned, if you don't like the posts, don't respond. And and Valerie LaCroix writes, I kept a slave on dog food diet once. Since it ate lunch at work, I fed it only one cup of dry dog food for breakfast and dinner each. At first, it had a problem pushing a whole cup down for a meal. I just left it in its bowl in the next meal, adding only what was missing. Eventually, it was hungry enough to eat it all. Then I started timing its meal, trying to make it shorter and shorter. I used canned dog food as punishment since it seemed to detest it. Smiley face emoticon. And Torture Mutt replies, I too find canned food very revolting, and of course my goddess owner is going to include that in my diet, and tomorrow night I will be eating a half cup of dry dog food mixed with some canned dog food, and before I eat it, I will jerk my sissy clit and shoot my weak seed at the dog food and then eat it. Ugh. I am sure my goddess owner will be increasing my portion to one cup very soon and my water bowl will soon be filled with piss, not water. Making me eat dog food started out as a punishment, but now it's part of my life and I see no end in sight. And Slave in NOLA writes, Are you still eating canned dog food? And Torture Mud answers, Yes, I am under the training of Maestra Sasha Danes, and I try to eat a can of dog food every day to please her. I also eat dog food on the orders of other superior mistresses and have been ordered to jerk off and come on the food and then eat it, which of course I must do, and the post the disgusting video on my profile. When I lost my last owner, I was hoping my dog food eating days were behind me, but that was wishful thinking. And Sissy slave Sophie finishes the thread by adding tinned meat slash tripe cheap dog food is so much more filthy and smelly and suitable for a slave than dry dog food although of course dry dog food can be mixed in to add to the doggy dish meal and more filthy things too shame there's not many doms on here that are willing to force a sissy dog like myself to eat it all and worse but I'm always willing when they do come along fingers crossed some of the kinkier doms come out of the woodwork and say hello so the next thing we'll read is in the FetLife subgroup known as Ass Play in a short thread started by Sissy Susan entitled Fingered by the Cab Driver. And it goes like this. Hi, everyone. I was forced to call a taxi to the supermarket to take me and my weekly shopping home. 
It was a hackney, London-type taxi. Anyway, after a 20-minute drive home, I was helped by the driver to unload my things from the back of the taxi and was down to the last two bags. When I reached in to get them, I felt his hand on my ass, of which I very much liked. I let him carry on a few more minutes or so. Then I sat back into the seat and he came in the back too. He then continued to kiss my neck and lips and slid his hands down my panties and began to massage my ass cheeks and slowly began to slide his fingers into my hole and fingered my like crazy. I so loved the experience and the way it was a spur of the moment. X. And maybe 9999 writes, Great story! And Orly Minded writes, Hmm, very fucking naughty and hot. And, oh boy. <laughs> and Cabrown, warning, you, you may see miniaturized versions of genitalia in these little icons. Uh, Cabrown writes, Hot story, we'll have to find that cabbie, winking emoticon. And Sissy Susan <laughs> replies again, Thanks, I'd love to see him again, but for anal. X. And Action1234 writes, What a great story. And Lot Hosp writes, Did you give him a good tip? And that is the end of that thread. Hmm. Oh, and we'll finish. This is the very end of the episode, folks. I'm just sort of capping off a lot of very exciting reading. So the last thing. I'll read for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You, is in the FetLife subgroup known as Sluts, Cunts, and Whores. And it goes like this. Oh, and it was started by user It's Only Sugar. And uh, and in a thread, she is... Oh, my God. See, this is what happens. I cut all this shit out. <laughs> in a thread started by It's Only Sugar entitled Public Restroom. And it goes like this. I have this fetish, having sex in a filthy public restroom with complete strangers. I just walk in kneel down, open my mouth, and let guys fuck my mouth. I have done something close to it once, and it was amazing. Brackets, a truck stop as a dare from my boyfriend. In my fantasy, I go much further, but of course, it is crazy risky, so it's not gonna happen. Any other girls have these thoughts? And her lesser half writes, that's very hot. Message me, tell me more, haha. I'd love to be one of the strangers. Tongue sticking out emoticon. And FSTG Michelle writes, Almost every day. And NHPS in training rights. I have dreams like that too. I'm trying to get the nerve and the time to go do something like this. And Black Bears writes very supportively at NHPS in training. You can do that. And the director writes, quite an edgy fantasy. Make sure a good friend goes and hangs out nearby to make sure you're safe. And Slut to Mike writes, Yes, girl, I feel you. I have thoughts like this every day. I love the idea of being a whore for strangers and getting their cum. <laughs> and Fun174 writes, Claire, you are nothing short of fucking gorgeous. If you did this, as you should, you would have all you could handle, and the guys would love you. And Red Hot Laura adds, This is one of my fantasies, too, except my mouth would not be the only hole used by strangers' cocks, and their jizz would not be the only fluid I'd be receiving. The possibilities of degradation are exquisite. And Black Bears writes, My is having someone lick my pee off the toilet sit, ass I fuck her ass, and pussy. And X Rum adds, There was a rather posh restaurant in Philadelphia that was quite famous for that. One of the restrooms was much larger than the other, probably the size of some New York apartments. They had to replace the vanity there at least three times. Oh, the things that restaurant saw. Side note, the larger restroom may have been for handicapped people. 
And Meta Magic writes, One of my lovers had a similar fantasy. She wanted me to take her to a club that was known for its quote-unquote anything-goes atmosphere. Once there, she would want me to take her into the men's room, strip her naked, and then handcuff her to a urinal. In permanent marker, I would write on her face, quote-unquote, Free use, help yourself. Do what you want to her. No need to ask her. Then I would sit comfortably in a chair. We swipe from the main floor and watch the stream of men come in and help themselves to her. She would love imagining that word would spread around the club and that a line would form. Men fucking her in every hole, pissing on her and generally using her as a cum dump. Women too, of course. And when she would look over at men, various girlfriends of the men dumping their loads inside her would be blowing me of sitting my my lap fucking me as everyone watched. Of course, there would be the cell phone cameras and the stream of pictures and videos of her being used streamed out to countless people. She loved the idea of logging into Motherless or somewhere else and seeing herself on display. So that was a pretty cool fantasy. We actually tried a mild version of it once, which was fun. And Triskelon adds, I met a lady in an upscale bar in Georgetown back in the 80s. We were having fun flirting and talking dirty. One thing led to another. We walked across the street to a French restaurant for appetizers and more drinks. She had to go for a puss and invited me along. We went to the ladies' room, locked the door. She pulled up her skirt, dropped her panties, and sat on the can. I pulled out my cock and pissed on her cunt while she pissed. We pissed together, and when we were done, we went back to our table, finished our drinks, and went our separate ways, and we never saw each other again again. That story makes me think that maybe that's not what she was expecting to happen. Uh, anyway. And Too Thick James writes, damn, that sounds hot as fuck. You'd love to fuck the shit out of a stranger. And Boring Name 2384 writes, This is why this site and outlets like this are amazing. I cannot tell you how many vanilla people in my life would judge and criticize a woman for expressing brackets or even having a fantasy like this. It's so refreshing to share a safe space to hear awesome stories like this. And Discreet Pete writes, I would love to be the cock in these fantasies. Such a hot thought. And Chris Udall 2020 writes, My GF has fantasy like this too. She's in training to take action. And MC Melissa adds, I had a similar experience. We were at a rest area on the turnpike in the middle of the night and my boyfriend came out of the men's room and told me there was a guy in there and dared me to go below him. Later on, he confessed that the guy had paid him $50. I was about equally pissed off and turned on when I found that out. And Joanne NYC finishes the thread by saying, My one and only experience with this, but always wanted to try it again. And she links to a post from her profile entitled Sex in Public Places. Public Parks and Public Toilets. A few years ago, I was chatting to some anonymous girl on Yahoo, I think. I mentioned that I'd like to meet her somewhere and have sex. She agreed, but said I couldn't come to her place, don't know why, and she had no transport to get to mine. I suggest maybe a public park late at night near her house, BC. It was summer and warm. She gives me the name of one. I Google map it. Looks okay. So I say, are there any public toilets? She says, yes. Tells me the location. So I arrange to meet her there at 11 p.m. Tell her what I look like. She gives me a description of her not that I think I would really have needed it. So I drive over on the night, long drive to the other side of town, get lost trying to find park, eventually do locate what I hope is the right toilet block, decide to walk out into the park and in the dark and observe the toilet from a ways off. Fully expecting nothing to happen, don't have the girl's number or anything. Anyway, after a scare when a bunch of tough-looking guys walk past and notice me but keep going, I see a girl come into the lights of the block wearing pink sweater jeans. She walks in but goes to the disabled toilet. I'm pretty sure it's her, but not 100%. I approach cautiously. The door is ajar. I look in. She is in there nude. 30s, not bad. 
bad looking blonde. I walk in and she immediately goes to her knees, pulls out my cock and starts sucking. After a while of that, I push her back in the toilet seat and fuck her hard for a while. She actually wants to be ass fucked, but I have no lube. I come and finish. We make some talk about doing it again, etc. But after that, she won't answer my messages. It was fun though and hot. Sounds probably a little fake, but honestly happened. Friend of mine told me about an isolated toilet Friend told me about an isolated toilet block he went to. A woman came in from the men's side while he was pissing and wanted to suck his cock. He said it wasn't as good as you might think, though. LOL. No teeth and homeless looking. And to extra extra, finish this episode of Lou Reads. I'll go back to FetLife and read from the I Heart Blowjobs group in a thread started by Good Girl 88 entitled Hands or No Hands. And it goes like this. I went back almost 20 pages and didn't see this question posted. Hopefully I am not blind. My previous partner had a rule for oral. No hands. Ever. What do you prefer? Hands on balls, nipples, stroking and sucking? And a master daddy writes, never any hands just mouth and tongue. And Duskfall adds, hands on balls is fine, often preferred. Hands on shaft is called a hand job with a side of oral. And Hotman7 for you writes, I love like it all in both giving and receiving and have never had a complaint. And Maverick91 writes, to me, it's about the whole experience. Use your hands, just as I would touch a girl when I go down on her. When she touches me like that, I think it makes for a better experience. That's one situation where I do not want her to hold back. There should be no inhibitions. And Kerrigan Hyla writes, I try to keep hands for steadying his cock, playing with his balls, dragging nails across the skin, of course, milking out his cum shot, but very minimal compared to the mouth. Haven't had many complaints, smiling emoticon. And two nasty ads, 70% no hands, 30% hands slash stroking. And RK Knowledge adds, a trick question. The correct answer is all, but 999 per 1,000 women are naff at blowjobs anyway. Not that I have had one myself, for when I whip the great Satan out, they tend to orgasm on the spot and flee away, frightened at the sheer awe. And MM Weird Girl adds, hands are part of it for me. I mean, at times I'll be hands free, but they're usually involved. So if a guy has a no hands policy, I'd have a no blowjob policy. Well, what do you think of that? Highly informative from beginning to end, wouldn't you say? Um, if you're tuning into the Twitch stream of this, I decided to record the last couple of post readings just for the heck of it. It's fat life. It's what it is. It's a great place if you love to come and talk about your fetishes. There's also, I discovered, uh, groups for people who like video games. So there's the League of Legends group of kinksters and a Dota and Overwatch and Hearthstone and all the all the fun big games that people like to play. They also have groups where people who like video games and like some of these things also like to congregate. Isn't that great? I think it is. Um, yeah, so... Fet life. Maybe a little heavy on the body part destruction at the beginning of the episode, but I think it all worked out in the end. It's great that these, as I probably have mentioned before, it's great that a website like this exists and it actually seems to be a safe place for coming to talk about whatatever you want to sexually. And uh, there's no, there's very little um, 
judgment or sort of people being like, wait a second, what you're into is gross. Everyone seems it's like, you know, there's a very low level of uh, interference or shit posting is, is known on the internet and other things. Yeah, it's good that, that uh, these folks have this wonderful place to come and talk about their stuff. Yeah, I've been a member there because of this podcast, I swear. I don't have any weird sex things. All that being, all that going to bathrooms and having your mouth fucked is normal, I think. It is amazing. The, the majority of stuff that I found tended to be about um, people really degrading themselves, but uh, maybe that's what I was looking for. There's nothing Freudian about any of this, so don't think that. Anyway, I'd be interested to know if there are any uh, FetLife members among the people who listen to to Lou Reed's. I know that I remember when I did the the episode about the uh, dragon, Bad Dragon, the company that makes anatomically corrected dragon and fantasy creature genitalia dildos, that a guy I sent a magnet to sent me a picture of my magnet or business cards on a giant tentacle penis thing that was obviously from Bad Dragon. It was a very impressive and interesting sort of like intersection of things in this life. Now, I'm not asking for you to out yourself to me. I just think it'd be funny to find out. For my own shits and giggles the term i dislike but use anyway so i think that's going to do it for this episode as always thanks for listening and thank you for all the kind things you guys say on facebook and messages to me and your emails Uh, as always the magnets are currently i believe in transit i have like five pending requests for magnets this is just one of those rare times i don't actually have any in the house so unfortunately you'll have to wait but please ask for them anyway i have stamps i have envelopes i have everything just no magnets they're on their way and of course if you want one send the request to loureads at gmail.com and what else as always as i say at the top of the show thanks for everyone who supports the podcast on patreon it really is uh humbling and delightful that people enjoy the show enough to throw in a dollar or so or more and as always please review the podcast wherever you can itunes stitcher tune in whatever any sort of spreading of the word is very very helpful and i know some of you are very diligent about trying to expose your friends to lou reads and i'm sure they're like i don't want to hear about that awful shit anymore but maybe if they heard it coming from me hey friend of friend who listens to this podcast give this podcast a shot give lou reads a shot you'll learn something you didn't want to know about and it'll make you more interesting at parties Okay, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet to you. To you, to you. I guess to you is accurate, mm. but it's really for you. It's a service. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou, and this has been Lou Reads the Internet for you, Fet Life Revisit Part 3 Edition. We'll see you soon. Wait, did I say that right? You know what I mean. I'm not going to redo it. Ugh, now I'm going to worry. <sighs> we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>